Alright, welcome back everybody. Another episode of uh, You Make Me Sick. Very special episode today. This is actually the first episode where I have uh, a guest on with me. So, uh, very excited to have Gina with me. Uh, Gina is also a fellow Minifan. Uh, Gina reached out. It was a little while ago. It's taken a little bit of time just to kind of uh, get everybody's schedule so it works. So she could come on. But uh, she wanted to come on today. Uh, she initially reached out uh, and wanted me to do an episode on colon cancer, which uh, is something that affects a lot of people. I think cancer affects pretty much all of us. We probably all know somebody. Uh, I've had somebody close to us with it or, you know, a lot of, a lot of you may have even had it. So definitely want to kind of get her story just uh, with her fight with colon cancer, uh, you know, how it started, uh, what she's gone through and where she's at right now. So, uh, Gina, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, it takes a lot for people to share their story. So it's not uh, something that's easy for a lot of people. So I appreciate you coming on. Um, it's not, you know, these things are very personal. So I hope that everybody who's listening kind of uh, takes that uh, to heart when, when listening to it, that, uh, you know, this is somebody kind of laying out their, their own personal struggle with a very personal uh, health issue. So. So I think to get started, um, I just want to quickly touch on exactly what colon cancer is. Uh, colon cancer or colorectal cancer, uh, it's actually defined by the CDC. They have a specific definition for it, and it's uh, colorectal cancer. It's a disease in which the cells of the colon or rectum grow out of control. Uh, it's obviously sometimes called colon cancer for short. Uh, the colon, which is a large intestine, or the large bowel, and it also includes the rectum, which is the passageway that connects the colon all the way to the anus. So that is the CDC's definition of what colorectal cancer is. It uh, happens to be the third most common diagnosis of cancer and the second deadliest malignancies for both sexes, <coughs> excuse me, both sexes combined. And uh, it affects about 135,000 people each year. So those are new diagnoses every year. And there's about... Uh, Almost 100,000 of those, 95,000 of those are just the colon cancer and then the colorectal cancer, which either affects uh, just the rectum or both, is just the difference on that. Uh, among all of the cancers, it's actually the second leading cause of death in the United States with about 52,000 deaths. Uh, I know that you said that Kurt called it a stupid cancer. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yep. Do you think that Kurt thinks pancreatic cancer is a more significant cancer than uh, colon cancer? Yes, but I also think it is. It's well, so in some ways it is, some ways it isn't. So colorectal cancer actually kills more people each year than pancreatic cancer. Um, pancreatic cancer, though, percentage-wise, uh, there's only about 64,000 people each year who are diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And of that, about 50,000 of those die. So that's about 78% compared to about 38 to 39% of people who get colon cancer will actually die. So pancreatic cancer, it's a higher mortality rate. But uh, definitely not less significant than colon cancer. Colon cancer kills still, more, still kills more people each year than uh, pancreatic cancer. Um, well, it's not that stupid after all. <clears throat> exactly, right? I mean, all cancers yeah. are significant too, but you're talking big yeah. numbers though. It's the second leading cause of cancer after uh, kind of like lung and bronchial cancers. So uh, definitely significant as far as colorectal cancer goes. Uh, what is good about colorectal cancer? And you may be able to speak to this as far as... Um, just, uh, I don't know how you, we'll, we'll get into kind of how you discovered yours, but uh, there's been a, a huge decrease in the numbers of colorectal cancer uh, over the last 20 years or so. Um, even since 1975, from 1975 to 2014, there was a 51% decrease in the mortality from colorectal cancer in the United States. 
And a lot of that's attributed just to our early detection and screening and people actually doing preventative measures for it. So uh, some positive news there. And then there's also colorectal cancer. Um, about 65% of all people who are treated for it uh, will actually be cancer-free at the five-year mark. So that's actually something that's pretty significantly uh, profound as far as getting cancer treatment and then being able to actually stay cancer-free. So, so that's a little bit of the colorectal cancer. I want to get to your story, Gina. How did you become a MANA fan, first of all? Well, I've been listening to the old WEEI days with Kirk Callahan and are you that a, whole thing. So I go, I'm old, so it goes way back. So are you, uh, are you a Massachusetts native? Did you grow up in New England? Are you? Rhode Island. Okay, excellent. All right. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yep. Born and raised in Rhode Island and still here. All right, cool. So I don't know why, but I am. <laughs> much like me, I've, I've been a Mina fan since uh, his EEI days. So I go all the way back then to the weekends that he would do going on Mikey Adams show, all that fun stuff. So yep. excellent. Good times. So, so let's kind of get to your story about how you found out. So how did you actually find out that you had colon cancer? So, all right. So here's, here's an unpopular opinion, but I actually found out after I had my forced vaccine. Really? Yes. So I, so during that year, what was that? That was 2000, 20, when was all that COVID stuff? 2020, so 2020, right? yeah. So the first vaccines came out in late 2020, uh, as a healthcare worker, um, I was one of the first people to get one in the state because we were, I was, the unit that I worked in was a COVID ICU. So, um, okay. but I think like, yeah, like late 2020, they were for, for frontline workers. And then I think in 2021, like that spring, it was available to everybody. Right. Okay. So yeah, I, I was kind of, I'm not in healthcare. I'm in the aviation industry, but, um, I was on a list to be fired if I didn't get my vaccine. I did not want the vaccine. Um, so I was forced to get it. And about two weeks after my second dose of the Moderna, I started to get bad stomach aches and I just generally felt terrible. And then I noticed um, bloody stool and I said, okay, something is wrong here. So I talked to my primary and she immediately sent me for a colonoscopy. And then, you know, two months later I was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. Um, so I'm old, but I'm young. So for colon, for colon cancer, I'm considered on the younger side. I was diagnosed at age 46. Mm -hmm. I just turned 48, so I'm mm -hmm. still fairly young. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, I wear braces, and you can probably hear me lisping, but that's just, it is what it is. I um, can't notice it all, so I, I, yeah. wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> it's interesting. What you do bring up um, that is actually a, a good point is you are young, like you're under that 50-year-old mark. That's actually the one group of people where they've seen an increase in colon cancer over the last 20 years uh, is the age group right. of 25 to 50. So, Yes. Yep. And I did go. Um, so I went through our system here in Rhode Island, which is Lifespan. They're excellent. They've been great. And I also went to the Dana-Farber Institute to get second opinion and everything. Mm -hmm. And everyone's on the same page. Um, but no one can really pinpoint what could have caused it. Does the vaccine cause it? No. You know, but they, they never ruled it out completely. Yeah, I mean, at the same time with the um, vaccines, there are there are anecdotal cases of people who have had autoimmune disorders that have actually occurred mm -hmm. after they get the vaccine. Um, you know, anytime we introduce something into our body that's foreign and, you know, antibodies start to ramp up, there is a chance the body is going to have an autoimmune reaction. It could also, you know, it could have just made your... You may have already had the cancer before, but just getting the vaccine and because your body's immune system was a little uh, 
kind of compromised at the moment may have just kind of uh, exacerbated that cancerous process from happening. So, which uh, it may be a blessing in disguise that because of that, maybe you caught it earlier than you would have. Uh, it's hard to say. Well, that's, that's what my primary doctor said because she, I'm generally healthy. There's no history in my family. I mean, zero history in my family. Nobody has any cancer of any kind. Um, so she told me she would have never sent me for a colonoscopy until I turned 50. Mm-hmm. By then it would have been too late. Right. Um, you know, so just going back to that, I had the surgery. It was um, the sig- the sigmoid colon. This okay. is where I lose it. I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not a doctor, but I had the colon resection surgery, yep. uh, which actually fell on the same day as the Magnolia show. Oh, no. Kirkman- <laughs> yeah, I was going to go to that, but yeah. instead I was getting surgery. Um, but uh, so they removed that. Everything was fine. They tested 17 lymph nodes mm. and one out of those 17 came back positive oh wow all right so well, that put the that put it at a 3a stage yep. 3a and then of course i had to do chemo mm-hmm. and i was i wasn't gonna do it but my surgeon was like just do it please yeah if, especially if it's you know even if it's just one lymph node you kind of you want to make sure you're, you're covering all your bases there it's interesting you brought right. up that you have no family history too because it's yep. uh, statistically colon cancer about 70 percent of cases are what they call sporadic and that's with no family history, uh, no inherited genes, anything like that. So that's not uncommon at all. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And of course, you know, it's probably the typical American diet that we eat. I mean, I don't eat excessively terrible things, but there's yeah, it could be anything. And, yeah, there have definitely been know. studies that have shown that uh, increased eating, like red meat is one thing that they've shown. Um, are you a smoker at all or have you been? No, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, so that's good because no, yeah, no. smoking also has been shown. Um, and then, yeah, it's there. It's funny because you'll find studies that contradict other studies that say, yes, it's a cause. No, it's not a cause, but yeah. And I've been wrecking my brain about it because I just want to know how it started, why it started that that's just me though, but that's my aviation brain kicking in. Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, so there's a few different ways. I was kind of looking at that too, just about how people, how, how it's developed in people. Um, sometimes there's something called chromosomal instability, which is where you have just misregulation of the cells and that's what causes the cancer to grow. Um, that's usually something that's kind of inherited though. Um, as far as like predisposition to it, like I said, familial history, if you have it, there's more of a chance you might get it. But, uh, otherwise there, sometimes it's just a, you know, just kind of, you can have the DNA in cells breaks down. If it misrepairs at times, it, that's what kind of causes these mutations to happen. And that can just kind of happen spontaneously at times too. So it, that could also be another reason for it. You'd have to probably, you know, talk to a, like an oncologist, uh, like a geneticist or oncologist to really try and figure it out. But Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I want to at this point. I mean, no. I have a good sense of humor, so I just, I just go around telling everyone my asshole's trying to kill me. Yeah. And, that's, yeah. and I just leave it like that. Because I don't perfect. know what else to say about it, well, you know? <laughs> when you get down to brass taxes, that's really all it is. So <laughs> so you found out about yeah. it. You went you, you went to your position. You went to Dana-Farber. They got treatment. From from mm-hmm. when you started treatment um, until your last treatment, how long was that? So the treatment itself was four months. So it was five rounds of chemo, five rounds of chemo. So those ended in August of last year. Okay. Um, when I went to the Wilbur show, I was going through my chemo during that show. I had my, I had the medicine. I had everything with me. I just hit it very well. Um, but you know, what's funny about that, the chemo ended 
I went through it, lost a lot of weight. You mm-hmm. know, you get, you lose a lot, but you yeah. also lose muscle yeah. with that weight. Sure. So it, it's, it's not great. No. Um, but I didn't get any of the typical side effects. My hair didn't fall out. Great. I didn't have, you know, skin peeling neuropathy. And I said, wow, okay, this was easy. Yeah, but <laughs> I had a del- I had a delayed reaction apparently to the side effects because from September through December I went through pure hell. Really, I had clumps of hair falling out. Both my hands and my feet went completely numb. Ugh. I was sick. I had just a delayed reaction, I guess, to the chemo. So has that resolved? That, that was interesting. It's, yeah, that it's was like, yes. You got all your hair back now, so that looks great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Good. Yeah, thankfully that stuff resolves. Yeah, it's amazing what they've done over the last, you know, twenty to thirty years, just kind of with chemo medications and how far they've come. Because it used to be absolutely agonizing for people on chemo. You're literally taking a medicine that's destroying your body. So it's yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes managing the side effects is you know thankfully the medicine the medicines are a little bit better. And then did you have to take like any antiemetics, anything so you wouldn't get nauseous or did they prescribe anything I, like I that? I didn't take, they did and I didn't take anything. Excellent. I I don't like medicine. Yeah. So I took as little as possible. It was nothing I couldn't handle on my own. I'm pretty tough. So cool. I just, um, I didn't eat much, obviously. No, yeah. And lots then of I just drank. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I didn't mind it. I was like, great. Oh yeah. Pretty soon I'll be down to a hundred pounds. Great. Um, <laughs> But I did, I drank a lot of warm ginger ale yeah. and a lot of lukewarm temperature water. And the only food I ate was cup of noodle, you know, the instant sure. cup of noodles. Yeah. Without the spice or without the, oh, without the, the seasoning, stuff really. Oh. That's, the, that's the only thing I could eat. So that, that was my life for about five or six months. Wow, that's yeah. rough. That's so rough. <laughs> yeah. When you, uh, when you had your surgery now, uh, you said they resected it. You didn't have to do any kind of colostomy bag or anything. Do they have you a temporary? No. no. Okay. Sometimes depending no. on where the cancer is, you'll have to, they will actually temporarily give you one of those while the, um, to kind of reroute everything and then resect yeah. it. So thankfully you missed out on that one, which is great. I did. And you know, I, I actually didn't mind being in the hospital. I told everyone, I said, don't anyone dare come visit me. I said, this is my vacation. I want nothing but peace and quiet. <laughs> and I had it, right? I was good. But the lady next to me had one of those bags. Yeah. Oh. So I'm trying to relax. And then I keep hearing like this gurgling. Yeah. Sound. I'm, just like, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, if I had to have one of those bags, I, I would die laughing. I wouldn't even be able to control myself. It's, so it's rough. thank God I didn't have to have one of those. Well, that's good. I'm glad yeah, you did. I, yeah, I got up and started walking that night from the surgery because yep. they said the the second you can get, so I said, I'm not messing around. So I got up and walked around, yep. but obviously slowly, but it took about, yeah, it took about three days for your bowels to kind of get back to normal. Mm-hmm. So you, they allowed, yeah, they allowed you, did they kind of have you with no food, no water, just for like the first 24 to 48 hours and then start you on clear yes. liquids and okay, cool. Yep. Clear Excellent. liquids. And then my first meal was cream of wheat. Ugh. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, it was the best cream of wheat I ever had. I was going to say, yeah, when, you, when you don't eat for a day or two, it doesn't matter what they give you. It's, most yeah. people are pretty happy to have anything. So, uh, yeah. and how long was your hospital stay altogether? Was it pretty short? It was three days. That's yep, excellent. Three days. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. And so that was, and you said this is back in like last. This was April of twenty. 20- 20, what year are we in? 20, 20, 2020, 2022, 2022, yeah. 2021, 22 or 21, 20, 21, 21, right? Okay. Excellent. And so I guess, uh, 
few questions about when you first found out you had cancer. Like, what was what was your first reaction? Were you kind of were you surprised? Were you upset? Um, was there? I was con- I was confused. Okay. I was like, I'm like, I did that. What you talking about, Willis? Kind of face. I was like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about, colon cancer? I didn't really think much of it. I'm like, these people don't know what they're talking about. Did you? Um, but then you know. <laughs> so at first, I was. I guess it's a little bit of denial and a little bit of you know. What do you mean I have cancer? I, you know, but I then when I met that. with the surgeon, yeah, when I met with the surgeon, it got real. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I ever had a finger in my butt. I didn't like it. <laughs> no, I, I don't think any, well, yeah. people, so most people yeah, don't. Not, but, not, uh, yeah. yeah, not my thing. But then he showed it to me on the screen, you know, he stuck the boroscope in my butt and he said, look, and I looked over and I was like, oh, I was like, okay, you don't even have to be a doctor to know that that's bad. You yeah. know what you're looking at on the screen. Uh, so it kind of got real for me at that point. And then I got scared. Yeah. Did did you at one? You know, did you at any point? Oh. Did, do you have children? I I have a daughter. Okay. Yep, she's eleven. All right. At any point, did you think like, oh my god, what happens if I die? Like, did any of that cross your mind, or were you? Did you kind of keep a level? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very level headed, and I'm also very stubborn. Um, but the first thing I did is I went in and I made sure she was a hundred percent beneficiary if I should die. Good. Yeah. Because oh, at, during this whole thing, I was also getting divorced. Ugh. So I had to make sure I had to make sure that everything went to her. And you know. <laughs> good. That that was on my yeah. mind. I'm like, yeah, nobody's getting one penny of my money if I die except her. Thanks for being honest, too. I, these are tough. I, these are, you know, not necessarily tough questions, but they're very personal questions. Oh. So I, 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 I don't it. mind. I'll talk about anything. I'm glad. I, yeah, thank good. you for sharing. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it, it makes me feel uh, at least like I'm doing my part on this end to try and uh, see how you know your whole uh, kind of process went during all this um yeah it just it makes me wonder so it's like i wonder how many of us are actually walking around with cancers that we don't even know about there's probably a large number of people who are and it's uh, you'd be surprised that the you know we'll have patients come in they'll come into our ed and uh they'll get sent up to us and usually they're typically older uh you know greater than 75 years old but they'll come up and they'll find out that they have stage four cancer that has just never been diagnosed. Then it's either, you know, they get placed on hospice or they're already to the point where they're too ill that you kind of make them uh, kind of transition to comfort care. So it's, it, you know, surprising how many times that happens. Even with younger people, we don't see it very often with younger people. But yeah, uh, it's one of those things why screenings are really important for all kinds of cancers. And I'll kind of right. get to that point too. Like towards the end, I just want to kind of touch on um, just like preventative stuff real quick. So, uh, so you've been, so you, I know that you told me you just recently went in and had, uh, another cat scan and everything looked good. Yeah. Yeah. I had my six month, um, cat scan. I'm going to be under surveillance for the next five years. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. The only thing they're watching is, um, they, they calling it a liver lesion. Okay. They had, they had written, written it up originally as metastatic disease. Okay. And my doctor's like, no, that's not possible. That's, yeah, so they're just kind of right. watching it. Okay. Yeah. It disappeared on this last CAT scan. I was so, going to say, yeah, yeah, that could have been like artifact from a prior, like sometimes those reads, which is why, which is great, which is why they do, you know, every six months they go in and check and do kind of serial CAT scans to make sure that nothing has changed. So especially if everything else is on the up and up, it seems odd that it would just, you know, magically you'd have a lesion on your liver. So. exactly yeah but it disappeared this time so they're gonna check it again in six months see if it's still there if it comes yeah. back but uh overall i'm doing very well you know the first two years uh right the greatest chance of recurrence is yeah. what my oncologist said 
and I'm halfway there and everything's looking good so far. Awesome. Do you have like this kind of under kind of just a, this looming feeling of anxiety that maybe it's going to come back or what if it comes back or does it always, is it something always in the back of your mind that because you've had it and now you don't have it, that what if it reappears? It is. It's always in the back of my mind, but at the same time, I, I get in trouble when I say this. I don't, I don't care. No, I don't, I don't mean it like that, but it's just like, you know, I think that's like, I actually think it's a really good way to live. You know, I know it's really cliche, the whole like one day at a time type of thing, but you can't focus on, you know, something that isn't there because maybe it might happen. So I think that's actually a really positive way to, to kind of go through life. So I I really respect that and appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Some people don't like that. And I, I don't wake up every day and say, Oh, what a beautiful day. Oh, I'm alive. No, I'm just, I'm not that type. (laughs) I get up and I'm like, Oh, if there's airplanes flying, I'm working. What do I need to do today? So I just focus on, on, uh, work and my daughter and I just keep going, just keep plugging along. Awesome. Well, that's right. So that's cool. It's I, I'm glad you came on. I want to get kind of just your side of, of what it was like to, you know, have, you know, somebody who is relatively young getting cancer, the diagnosis, how you felt. It's funny because I could probably talk to 10 different people and maybe have 10 different uh, kind of stories of reactions. So, yeah. um, right. But I'm, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't cry. I'm not a crier. So I never shed one tear about it either. Excellent. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I know a lot of people who are close to me that would not be like that. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know everyone's different. So that's the serious stuff. Let's do. Let's talk a little uh, Kirk Minahan show before uh, before we say goodbye here. So I'm sure okay. you've been following the uh, the little producer uh, search. Who yeah. who do you think deserves the shot at producer? Oh, it's it's been a tough choice. I liked Mick at first, but he's getting on my nerves. <laughs> I just I think he's trying too hard. I I don't know. There's just something about him that's rubbing me the wrong way. Um, I like Augustus. I'm an Augustus guy I just, myself. I mean, yeah. yeah, the airport stuff was stupid, yeah, but whatever. That's... Eh, I mean, whatever. I mean, I I wouldn't be messaging anyone at five thirty in the morning because I wouldn't even be awake enough to do that. But yeah, I he just needs to tone that down a little bit and less Which... is more, as I was once told. And he's a weird guy too. I really like the weird aspect yeah. of it. I think like me too. Steve Robinson was weird. Dave Cullinane was really weird. Is really weird. So I think weird yeah. is good in that role. Uh, and I like Augustus has initiative, so it's something that uh, you know some of these other guys haven't really shown. But. He does, he does. And at first, I didn't like Montante because Montante told everybody on some show that I was doing chemo, and I tried to keep it under wraps. You know, I'm not the type to go out there and be like, "Hey, look at me, I'm yeah. dying." You know, but um, so I didn't like him at first. But the more I listened to him, I actually kind of do like him now. He's very entertaining. Uh, I hate menners. I, hate <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that guy no not a huge uh, manners fan huh no no i don't like him i like manners um, but, but he's he's never done anything to me so i guess it's you know it's until he until yeah, he has you know i i actually think he's pretty funny but it's uh yeah i don't, I don't really have a reason why i just decided that i hated him all right that's who needs a reason right <laughs> what about these new guys like that what about the new guys they brought in there what about coleman or uh or josh they did nothing for me. Yeah. Interesting. Like I like them. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing about them I don't like. It, it's to your point. It's the weirdness. Yeah. Like, like which one is Kirk gonna scream at? He's not gonna scream <laughs> at Coleman. Probably not. You know. Um. But you know what? I I love John from Scranton. So he's so he's gonna get I'm a shot. Excited. So we'll yeah. we'll see how he does. 
So if you so let's say Augustus gets like who would you have that Kirk goes with his two producers instead of just the one? Who would you have as like the pair as the duo? Uh, let's say let's right say, now let's say John Scranton mm-hmm. comes in and he kills it. He does he does an awesome job. Do you think that he and Augustus would be a good pair together? Now see now that throws a little wrench into the mix. I don't know. I almost would want to see him with Matante, John and Matante, but. I would like to see Montante and Augustus together. See, I would like that pairing as well. Because you get the yeah. Montante's kind of... I think Augustus can probably handle the technical side of the stuff, so Montante can just kind of be his odd, you know, kind of goofy, stupid self. But Yeah, a, I don't know. Whatever, however it plays out, I mean, everyone's still going to listen, everyone will adapt, and... Time will tell. We'll find something to hate about the new person. So <laughs> it's just that's what we do, right? Excellent. One more question. <laughs> a couple more questions. All right, yeah. so... Who do you think would win in a fight, Blind Mike or Justin? Well, you saw Justin's dance moves, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he could probably like he can kind of he could probably stick and move a little and get out of the way of Mike. But Mike's a tough dude, though. He is. Do you think there'd be a lot of a uh, kind of uh, grabbing onto each other and a lot of twisting and turning on the ground? I know Mike's obviously oh. he can't see that well. I think Mike 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 is maybe a little bit faster than Justin, but I don't know. So. Yeah, and Mike does have the. Uh, didn't he take fencing? Yeah, that's right. So he, he might. Does, yes, he, he can probably, do blind fencing. He has so, his cane, right? So he could use his cane. Yeah, yeah. Justin might not even get close. Exactly. But Justin also likes Star Wars, and he probably knows how to use a lightsaber. That's so, very true. I don't know. It would be an interesting match. Maybe, maybe someday. I don't think I can pick one. Rough and rowdy someday. Blind Mike versus Justin. <laughs> Um, exactly last question so kirk just signed a new contract four years do you think he will fulfill that entire contract i don't know it's hard to say with him right it is it, it, yeah he's he he seems up on the show right now has for a while but uh it, it yeah. doesn't take much for him to be like that's it i'm done so yeah uh, but well, he seems like he's in a good place lately yeah. though so i i'm gonna right now i'm gonna stay yes but just with the question mark next to it. I, I agree with you. Who knows? <laughs> it could be day to day with him. Right. Right. All right. Well, Gina, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for sharing your story. Uh, like I said, uh, anytime you want to come back on, let me know. Pop in and say hi. Maybe every you know few months, every six months, whatever you want to do, stop in and, and kind of give an update. But uh, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, this is something that's very personal uh, for anybody, I think. So just to... Uh, kind of uh, have the quote-unquote balls to come on and guts to share that with everyone. Uh, I appreciate that. Hopefully the Minna fans appreciate it. The, uh, the 70 or so who actually tune into my shows. <laughs> <laughs> it might be less if they know I'm on. Oh, boy. I don't think so. You'll actually probably bring – there's no way my, my viewership <laughs> can go down. So I'm sure you'll probably help to bring it up. So, But thank you. Oh, very, well, very I much. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful yeah, – and- Good afternoon, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm glad to hear that you're cancer free right now, and hopefully it's it's forever. So yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, Gina, thank you very much. All right. Uh, okay, thank you. And everybody who's listening, thank you for uh, listening. Uh, as always, uh, I can be if you want to leave any kind of feedback, any requests, comments. Uh, make me sick pod on Twitter, and then you make me sick pod at gmail.com. And uh, remember, everybody. Uh, always wash your hands. Thank you very much, guys. Talk to you later.
poop too much. <laughs> and then I get tired.